Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is Christy Dole and you're listening to When Hustle Meets Flow. This is really a podcast for women who want to learn more about life, relationships, parenting, all those things, and really using this approach, a balanced approach of, you know, really putting in that effort, um, working hard, having structure, and then also allowing yourself to flow within that structure, like ha- having the work, but then allowing all the work to sort of manifest what it is that you want. Um, so normally we talk about things to do with, you know, crashing through limiting beliefs and working on your ego and mindset and self-love and um, lots of lots of episodes specifically for um, those in network marketing, how to really grow yourself and expand so that you can, you know, build the business of your dreams. Well, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm going to talk about something that is super, super passionate in my life, something that I take very seriously, um, and that is parenting. So something happened today that I want to share with you guys, but I really just sort of want to take you and help help you understand kind of how I got to this point in my life in terms of my parenting style. So you may have, you may be new to the podcast or you might've listened to some episodes in the past, but, um, I, when I was growing up, um, one of the things that I've had to really work through is, um, I was one of those kids, like I'm sure many of you were who was spanked. And um, some of the worst memories of my childhood, and like I said, it's still something that I, um, it's like layer after layer, there's so many things to heal within that, you know, not just the physical pain or the emotional pain, but the abandonment and the hurt and the lack of trust that I developed in myself and all kinds of things. So, you know, for me, I, I knew in my 20s, that um, I wanted to do things different, that I wanted to break cycles. And so when I found myself pregnant with my first daughter, um, I was so excited, but I also was terrified. And I was terrified because I was nervous that I was going to do the same thing to her that had happened to me. So it was when I actually became pregnant with her was when I started therapy um, about sort of my experience growing up. And I definitely healed a lot there. Um, I really what I anchored in during that time in my life was that just because that happened to me doesn't mean I'm going to do it, turn around and do it. And I learned tools. I learned mindsets. I created new beliefs about who I am and what I'm, what is possible so that I wouldn't, you know, turn around and spank my kids. Um, and so Today's conversation is going to be about something that had happened um, today, actually. And I just thought it was a really great conversation to have with you guys. So you can kind of get a little glimpse into my process for parenting. So as when I was pregnant and going through therapy, I started to kind of research parenting styles, right? Like nobody gives you a manual about how to be a parent. You know what I'm saying? And if you are someone that is conscious, like aware of the way you were brought up, right? So sometimes a lot of us aren't even aware that there was a certain style of parenting or a certain uh, dogma or conditioning that was placed upon us. So I was aware that, you know, my mom was from South America and what 
you know, the way she was brought up is, is the way she turned around and did it for me. And so I really wanted to understand, like, what are other ways? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't know what you don't know. So I really went out and researched and I came across this doctor um, that I actually heard on Oprah and her name was Dr. Shafali. And she had written a book about conscious parenting. And I was like, oh, okay, conscious parenting, right? At the time I was teaching yoga and I owned and operated my own yoga studio. So, you know, conscious anything, I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. Let's, let's look into it. And what I really found is that conscious parenting is a style of parenting where you're just really aware of what you're doing and why you're doing it. You know, you're not coming from programming or conditioning. You're actually conscious of what you're saying, how you're saying it, how you're behaving. And I was like, yes, this sounds really like what I want to, you know, how I want to be. And, um, you know, there's a saying that the best parents are the ones that don't have kids, right? So it's like you have all these ideas about how you're going to parent, but until you have your child, you just don't know. Um, and I will say that I'm very blessed. Both of my kids are healthy. Um, there's no behavioral issues. There's no IEPs or anything like that. And, um, you know, for those of you that have that, there's nothing wrong with your child either. I'm just explaining to you that I, you know, I don't, I, I know people that have kids um, and it's harder. It is um, behaviorally and things like that. Emotionally, I'm very blessed. I have you know, pretty, pretty normal average kids in that, in that sense. Um, my little one is more whiny than my oldest, but you know, <laughs> that's bound to happen. Um, so that being said, I chose the route of conscious parenting and it's, again, it's really about knowing why you're saying what you're saying, what your triggers are, how you're reacting to things. And it's being aware of that. And it's also taking it a step further and seeing your children, not as extensions of yourself, but extensions of themselves. Like they are their own person. And yes, you know, they have my eyes and my skin color and, you know, some of my personality traits. But the truth is, is they came here with their own soul, their own mission, their own purpose. And conscious parenting is really about honoring that. It's not about trying to make them into a little version of yourself, but about honoring who they are, which was so important for me. So conscious parenting has been kind of my jam. Um, I'm certainly not perfect. I def, you know, I, I don't spank my kids, but I absolutely do yell at them sometimes. And who knows, maybe that's something they're going to have to work through when they're older. Um, it, but either way, I'm, you know, I give myself grace. I'm doing my best. So that brings us to, or actually before we get there. So the other thing is when my daughter, when I was pregnant with my daughter, is when I actually started network marketing. And the reason for it was because, like I mentioned, I was owning and operating my own yoga studio. I, um, and, you know, income was, was not uh, consistent and it certainly wasn't enough. And prior to that, I had worked in corporate America where obviously this, you know, you have a salary, you've got benefits. It's way more, um, of a guarantee than being an entrepreneur. 
although that's a whole other conversation because you can get laid off and let go at any time. So nothing's ever guaranteed. But in my mind at that time, that really was what I thought. And so I started my network marketing business because I did not want to go back to work full time. I really, from the from a young age, I knew that I wanted to be home with my kids. And there's nothing wrong if you work. So please, you know, this is an opportunity to just notice your own triggers. Um, but for me, it was very, very important that I was home. So I, when she was pregnant, I started my network marketing business. And you guys know the story. You know, I struggled for about a year and then I hired a life coach the coach really helped me get my confidence, my belief in myself um, aligned. And from that point on, I became a six-figure earner. I earned a car. I you know, maintained that for, gosh, five or six years, um, which then led me to my coaching business, which is where I am today. So I really dug my heels in and decided that I'm not going back to work full-time I am an entrepreneur and we're going to make this happen. And the driving force of that was to be home with my kids. That was a hundred percent. The driving force was to be home with my kids. Okay. So now that you guys understand the background, let me tell you about what happened today. And I'm sharing this with you so that you can just hear how I handled, how I handled it. Um, and my husband was a very big piece of this too. And I'll explain why in a moment. So my daughter, who I just mentioned when I was pregnant, I did all these things for is now seven years old. And I haven't, I've been home every single day of her life. Um, I, when she was a baby, I took her to all the classes. I did all the things now that she's in school, you know, I'm, I'm doing, I have my podcast, I've got my community, I have my coaching business and I'm just like any other working mom that I'm trying to balance it all. Right. So my, it, today is Sunday. Um, it's actually a full moon and my daughter had, um, Girl Scouts today and she had an activity and it was at a karate studio. So the email said it was a drop-off event. So in my head, I'm like, great, I'll drop her off. Um, my husband and I talked about him taking the little one and having a little fun activity with her so that she didn't feel left out because she can't do Girl Scouts. She's not old enough. So, you know, we try to be fair and equitable. And so in my head, I'm thinking, okay, great. I've got, you know, an hour to myself. So I took the time, you know, I dropped her off at karate, came home, I journaled, I took a shower, I um, was doing a little shaking and breathing practice. And my husband and little one went to go pick my seven-year-old up. And I'm like in my bedroom doing like a shaking practice. And they open the door and my daughter just looks like not well, like really upset. And so I stop and I say, what's wrong? And so here's, here's what was wrong. Two things. Number one is all the other moms stayed to watch. <sighs> Cue the mom guilt, right? I'm like, oh God, that is so annoying. <laughs> the email said it was drop off, right? So I'm just like, Jesus. So immediately I'm triggered. I'm triggered because I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like the email said it was drop off. I am, you know, in my head, I'm saying, hang on. Hey, Greg, Greg, 
shoot the dog. Can you just check? Can you check on the dog, please? I'm just sorry, guys. It's Sunday. Um, my husband is working in my in our office, so um, sorry about that. But um, so I was triggered because my daughter obviously doesn't get this, but I created my life like I was intentional about co-creating a life where I am home with her, right? So I can be there for her so that I'm never missing anything. And intentionally, I did not want to stay at the Girl Scout thing today. That was intentional because I wanted to get stuff done, right? But every other mom stayed and that really made my daughter feel kind of left out, like, you know, all that stuff. Then the second thing that happened was there, I guess at the karate event, they gave out three trophies and my daughter did not receive one. So now this, you know, we're getting into the whole, not everyone gets a trophy debate, right? So I hear that and I get triggered again because the truth is my, of course, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe you agree with me, maybe you don't, but like, of course I want my daughter to get the trophy. Like, of course I want her to feel good. So already I'm kind of pissed and, you know, I'm telling my daughter, like, listen, I, I was like, you know, Sienna, I said, I, you don't get this, but I have created my life in a way so that I'm always home with you. I said, the moms that stayed, I bet you they work. I bet you that they have like a regular 40 hour work week where they don't have the time to pick you up from school or take you to the park or go on play dates with you or get you ice cream in the middle of the day or go for a fun little shopping trip like we always do, right? These are the things that I get to do with you because I've intentionally created a life where I am, am I create my own schedule for work. Like I get to be here for you. And as I'm saying this, I'm realizing that she doesn't get this, right? She's seven. And I'm also realizing real time that this is my agenda, not hers. So again, conscious parenting. This is a moment where, this is a moment where I realize that I need to get out of my agenda and my trigger and step into her world. Um, because her feelings matter, you know, and I'm the adult, right? I'm the adult. She's the child. So I need to meet her where she's at. So, and my husband could tell that I was triggered and he was like, Christy, she's just telling, cause I was saying things like, I'm not going to feel bad about this, you know, cause again, coming from my perspective, I'm like in my head, I'm like, you don't even get it. <laughs> like I am with you all the time. And me not being there, you know, I get a break too. Like I get to have some self-care for myself. But again, that's not, that's just me being self-absorbed with my point of view. And that's not how I choose to be as a parent. So thankfully my husband was just like, Christy, she's just telling you how she feels. You know, can you, can you just meet her there and listen to her? And like, thank God he said that because in that moment I sort of snapped out of it. And I remembered who I choose to be as a parent. And really, I think that's one point I want to make to you guys is if you've never thought about what kind of parent you want to be, do that, you know, journal on it, decide what kind of a parent you want to be, and then, and then commit to that. 
and be that even in the hardest times, even in the times where you as a parent don't feel like it's fair that your kid's upset, which is how I felt today. I mean, truthfully, between you and me, you guys, I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like, I never get time by myself. And you're upset that I wasn't at some karate thing. Like, but again, her point of view, in my opinion, supersedes mine in these moments. Because it's one of those things that's like, would you rather be right? Or would you rather be in peace with your daughter? Or would you rather be right? Or would you rather your daughter feel loved by you? You know, so I chose my daughter in that moment. And so here's how I handled it. Um, so there's two things I, there's two, two things happening here, right? She was upset that I wasn't there and she was upset that she didn't earn the trophy. So I sat down with her and I said, you know, what are you upset about? What are you, what are you really upset about? And she said, I really wanted that trophy. And she said, you know, I felt really lonely and really shy that, and because you weren't there and all the other moms, all the other kids had their parent and man, did that crush me. Oh, that's, you know, such that really crushed me because I just thought like, I, you know, I teach this stuff right between the ages of zero to seven, your subconscious is being formed. So I'm just like, crap, like, what is this memory? How is this going to be imprinted in her subconscious? And it's going to like play out for the rest of her life. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, oh, sometimes being a conscious parent is, feels like a curse because you're so aware, but either way. Um, again, I didn't want to make it about me. I just wanted to meet her where she was at. And then she said, I really wanted the trophy. So it was an opportunity to talk to her about how not everyone earns a trophy. Right. And I think the biggest lesson that I imparted on her was that just because you didn't earn a trophy, it doesn't mean anything about you. And I said to her, even if you did earn the trophy, it still wouldn't mean that you're better or more special. It just meant that you earned a trophy. A trophy doesn't actually, um, a trophy doesn't actually define who you are. Winning a race, winning a competition, getting a good grade—none of this stuff is telling me who you are inside, Sienna. I said it's just telling me that you, you know, that you that you just won a trophy. Um. And I said, you know, she does swimming and ice skating. I said, you know, one day you're going to be in a swim competition and you're going to win. And I said, and when that happens, you can be happy because you worked hard and because you practiced and you were committed. I said, but it doesn't mean that you're anything more than who you already are. Just like today, when you didn't earn that trophy, that doesn't mean anything about who you are. It doesn't mean that you're less than anyone. It just means that, you know, a couple of girls might have had better form than you or, or, you know, I don't, or we're just better in that moment, but it doesn't define who you truly are inside. And so again, she's seven. I fully understand that she's not really getting that. And so what I wanted to do in that moment, I mean, she was sad. She was crying. I could tell she was very defeated. Um, of course I felt bad that I wasn't there, that I didn't stay. And so I, you know, explained to her how, why I didn't stay and, Again, this was a moment for me to teach her like, hey, as a mom, I need time too. And it doesn't mean I don't love you. It just means that I was able to get an hour by myself 
and take care of things that I need to take care of because one day she's going to grow up to be a woman. And I don't want her to feel like she has to pour into everyone's cup without pouring into her own. So although today was really hard, there was a lot of moments where I was modeling for her, you know, what this, what this looks like. So what I ended up doing after I, you know, held her and she cried in my arms and I told her I was sorry. And I actually did promise that I would, you know, stay at the next event for Girl Scouts, because again, this, she's telling me what she needs. You know, she's telling me what's important to her. And because I care about her and and want her to know that I care about her, I'm going to do that for her, you know, but as, but I'm going to also sort of mention, you know, this is, I'm, I'm taking time away from something that I would normally do for myself for you, Sienna. So she understands that it's not just about you, 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 like there's choices and I'm choosing to be with you now. So once we had that conversation, I, you know, she was mostly upset about not earning the trophy. So what I had her do was place her hand on her low belly and her heart. And I had her take some cleansing breaths, right? Breathing into that low, low belly and exhaling through the mouth. And she did that. And then with her eyes closed, I told her, I asked her, I said, I said, what are you feeling? And she said, sad. And I said, where do you feel the sadness? And she said, my brain. And I said, okay. I said, what I said is if is the sad if the sadness had a temperature, what temperature would it be? And she said, really hot. I said, okay, and what color would it be? And she said, black. So I said, okay, I want you to imagine this really hot black feeling in your brain, in your body, and I want you to let it be there. Right? So so many of us, this is something I've learned with conscious parenting, is so many of us as parents, we don't want our kids to feel any bad feelings. And so we just shoo it away. We're like, you're okay. You're okay. You know, how often are you, are you, how often have you or any of your friends when your kid falls and hurts themselves, you just say, you're okay. You're okay. You know, stop crying. You're okay. And I understand that parents do that because, you know, they don't want their kid to cry and they want them to know that they're okay. But I've learned to ask, are you okay? Are you okay? And, you know, are you hurting? Yeah, that looked like it hurt. You know, my kids, even today, when they fall and they kind of cry, I say, are you okay? That looked like it really hurt. Yeah, that's, it makes sense that you're crying right now. That looked like it really hurt. And more often than not, they literally get over it within seconds after me saying that. Because I honor their feelings. I give them space for their feelings. And as a parent, I have done the work on myself so that I can hold my own feelings. I think that parents have a hard time holding feelings for their kids because they can't do it for themselves. My mom is a perfect example of this. Even today, I'm 39 years old. And if I'm, if I ever do share with her that I'm upset about something, she very quickly says, Oh, don't be upset about that. Don't be upset about that. That's nothing to be upset about. And it's like, hello, (laughs) just let me have my feelings. And I, you know, I love my mom, but she doesn't even know how to hold space for her own feelings, 
let alone holding space for my feelings, right? So that's something that I've, this is why the inner work is so important is because if you can meet yourself and you can allow yourself to feel sad and angry and frustrated and sad and in fear, if you can allow yourself to feel that and know that it doesn't mean anything about who you are, it's just a feeling. You are not your feelings. You are not your emotions. But when we stuff them down, that's when things become a problem. So if you can allow yourself to feel those feelings, guess what? You're going to be able to hold that space for your kids so that they can feel their feelings and understand that it doesn't mean anything about who they are. It doesn't mean that they're wrong or bad. It just means that they're having a feeling right now and they're feeling it and they're letting the emotion come up and pass out. So she sat there with her hands over her heart. I said, I want you to just let this feeling be there. I said, I want you to actually let it get bigger and bigger and bigger. And she, I saw her little face squinting and she was, you know, making like crying faces and she was breathing. And I just kept telling her, I said, I'm here and you're safe to feel this. And after about a few moments, I then asked, I then said to her and said, I want you to ask the sadness what it wants to tell you. Why is it here? And again, she sat there with her eyes closed and she was breathing deep, breathing deep. And I asked her, I said, what did the sadness want to tell you? And she just kind of shrugged. And I said, that's okay. And then we tapped and we did the energy freedom technique or EFT, which is tapping on some acupressure points on your head and on your um, torso. And what that does is it kind of shakes out. It, it really stimulates your system. It kind of shakes out the bad feeling and anchors in the good feeling. And so I started, to, I tapped on her. Like I physically used my hands to tap on her and I had her repeat things. And, you know, I said, I'm sad. I really wanted that trophy. I'm really sad. I was sad that my mom wasn't there. I wished I wasn't so alone. And, you know, as I'm saying this, tears are rolling down her face and she's saying it. And then we wrapped it up with what we wanted to affirm. And we wrapped it up with, but I know the truth. I'm whole and I am loved. And winning a trophy doesn't mean anything about who I am. And, you know, we went through this for a few minutes and at the end of it, she took a nice big breath in and she let it go. And she looked at me and said, I feel better mama. And so that was a moment where I actually taught her how to hold space for her own emotions. And although today was very hard and I obviously wished it hadn't happened, there's a big part of me that is happy that it happened because not everyone can win a trophy and you know you you uh, she she had to have this moment and she's going to have more and I'm proud of her because she sat there with her fe- she sat there with her sadness and her frustration and her fear and she felt it and she came out the other side and so today was a day that my daughter learned that it's okay to feel negative feelings and to allow space for it I taught her some tools like breath work, like tapping. We talked about it and, you know, we just finished having dinner and she's just watching a show and moving on because that's what kids do. They're very resilient. They're able to move through things. So I hope today that you guys learned a little bit about conscious parenting um, and really just about how 
our children really are mirrors for us. You know, I was triggered by this whole thing. I was triggered by her being upset that I wasn't there. And that was a mirror for me that it's like, Hey, Christy, you know, yeah, you like kudos to you. Yes. You don't work full time and you did your best, but guess what? She still needs you in ways that you haven't even thought of. And, you know, and, and for me, it was about, it was about, um, getting my agenda off the table and just being focused on what she needed. Um, because I'm the adult, right? I have the tools to heal. She's the kid. I'm showing her the way. So that is what I chose today. That is a little glimpse into what conscious parenting looks like. And um, that's a little glimpse into how work that you do on yourself, this healing work that you do on yourself, like um, you know, just healing your wounds from childhood and being able to sit with your own pain and your own sadness. This, this is how it not only helps you in your business and in relationships, but really if you have children, it's going to help you in that relationship too. So guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, I would love for you to take a picture of yourself listening to it, or even of the podcast itself, share it on your social, share it with your networks. Um, the intention here is to grow this community like to like 10 exit, a hundred exit. Um, so the more you share, the more we can get this kind of message out into the world, because at the end of the day, my real dream, my big mission here on this planet is to help people heal so that they can raise their children. And we have a generation of children being raised by people who are doing their work. When that happens, the whole world changes. Before I forget, I want to mention that there is a brand new free five-day challenge beginning on April 12th. It's called the One Degree Shift, How to Shift into Thinking, Feeling, and Habits of the 1% Earners. If you click on the um, link in my bio on Instagram, it'll take you right there. I will also include it in the show notes. Um, thank you guys so much, and I will see you next time.